Hello everyone, this is Dr. Anna Kabeca. Welcome to Couch Talk. Today I have a special guest, Ariel Ford, who is joining us today to talk about one of really my favorite topics to talk about, and that is, that is how we really connect in life and connect in relationship. And especially for those long-term relationships that may be um, having some difficulty or becoming stale and that how we really can ignite that too. Ariel Ford is an expert when it comes to love, romance, and reigniting. I have to tell you that we interviewed her, Robin Nielsen and I, during our Sexy Younger You program, and I, you know, I was in tears just because of the heart-centeredness of this woman that I'm introducing to you today, and I'm so excited to introduce her to you. Welcome, Ariel, for being Thank with us today. You. Thanks, Anna. Thanks for having me on Couch Talk. <laughs> Very welcome. Ariel Ford has spent the past 25 years living and promoting consciousness through all forms of media. She's the author of the international bestseller, The Soulmate Secret, Manifest the Love of Your Life with the Law of Attraction. Her next and most recent book, I think her 10th book, is Turn Your Mate into Your Soulmate, and this is debuting December 29th on her birthday. This offers women groundbreaking shifts in perceptions on how to transform their relationship to a deeper, more loving, and more fulfilling lifetime love. And really, I think that's so much about what, what this is about and just reigniting and reconnecting and, and investing in those most significant relationships in our life. Ariel has a couple of nicknames I'd like to share, the Cupid of Consciousness and the Fairy Godmother of Love. She lives in La Jolla, California with her husband, who is her soulmate, Brian Hilliard, and they are feline friends. Her website is soulmatesecret.com, and we want you to visit her site, mate2soulmate.com, mate2soulmate.com, for information on her book and some awesome bonuses in a video series. So Ariel, I want to talk with you about so many things and so many topics, especially regarding finding the key, um, you know, finding your soulmate. But tell us a bit about your journey and your soulmate. Well, you know, I was a first-time bride at the age of 44, and that's where the book The Soulmate Secret came from, because I became the poster child for single women over 40 saying, oh my God, how do I find a Brian? And really, I just used basic law of attraction, but I put it into a special nine-step process that not only worked for me, it's now worked for tens of thousands of men and women in 41 countries around the world, and it even worked for my 80-year-old mother-in-law. But what happened after I found my soulmate and we got married was that I quickly discovered that I had no partnership skills. I had no idea how to be a good wife or how to make the relationship work. What I was really great at, Anna, I was really good at being the boss. <laughs> I'd had my own business for 20 years. I knew how to tell people what to do. But that's not very sexy and attractive to a, an alpha guy, you know. And I was sort of lost because I had bought into the myth, like so many of us do, that when you're really with your soulmate, you're going to live happily ever after. It never occurred to me that there were skills that I needed to have to navigate through a relationship. I, I really thought love was all you need. And what I've since learned is that, yeah, love is love's a good starting point. <laughs> But what you also need is connection, compatibility, 
excellent communication skills, and a shared vision for the future. So you could fall in love with somebody, you could have hot sex, but if you want to have a lifelong partner, there's a lot more to the game. So that's why I wrote this new book, Turn Your Mate Into Your Soulmate, because it's the book that I wish I had been given as a gift before I got married. Mm, that sounds excellent. And that's so true because like for me, it's how do we reverse engineer being wrinkly, crinkly, old and winkly, you know, lovingly with our partner of 50 plus years, our family around us, their families and community around us that look to us for respect with respect and, and just honor and just in a fun, loving relationship yet still today. And there's, there's a few rare, rare couple that I can look to and say, what's your relationship secrets? And, and the fact that's so true is, is that how do we build that? What are the building blocks and what are the tools early on? So we're not, you know, I mean, I recognize I'm going into my second marriage soon god willing i just became engaged very excited about that and and so critically you know understanding the many components you know my program sexual cpr talk about the multifactorial approach approach to why we lose our connection why we lose our uh, our sex drive and then just the layers that can be physical hormonal those aspects yeah. that um that can be brought in, but really key aspects are, are the, you know, relationship, how we communicate with each other. And, and, um, and let's talk about some of that. So, so here's, here's the first thing I want people to know is that um, there's a guy named Dr. John Gottman, who's one of the world's leading researchers on marriage. He's at the University of Washington. And he has discovered that every couple, every couple, not just a few, all couples, have a minimum of nine irreconcilable differences. These are things that you're never, ever going to agree on. And that's normal. Okay, that's totally normal. So how do you survive that? Well, you learn good communication skills. Well, what does that look like? Well, the first place it looks is <clears throat> learning to agree to disagree in a way that is filled with respect, mm -hmm. love, kindness, and admiration. So I'm sure you've noticed in watching your own relationships or those around you that in almost every couple, there's a spender and a saver, right? You know, there's somebody who's outgoing and somebody who's more introverted. There's somebody who easily likes confrontation and expresses anger and somebody else who would rather hide than talk about what they're upset about. This is normal. And, and it's like this trick of nature that we end up with a soulmate, somebody we're supposed to be with, who comes with a playbook on how to push all our buttons, you know, and it seems like it's wrong. And then people want to jump ship. And here's why I really want people to read the book, because even if you've got a foot and a half out the door, you're sure he's no longer your soulmate. You know that it's time to leave. It can't possibly work. Here's why you want to give it six more months and really make it try. So we all know that 50% of first marriages end in divorce. But what you don't know is that 64% of second marriages and 73% of third marriages end in divorce. So if you leave without really trying to revive, reignite, restart, re-engage with your partner, chances are you're going to blow it again because it's not about them, even though it looks like they're the problem, it's often about us because we don't know how to express our desires in a way that can be heard. 
So if you want, I'll take you through a little script. I'll just give you like one example. Oh, I definitely love it. Because I think too, you know, sometimes it's the, it's a different face on the same problem. So you're so right in saying, okay, well, how do we establish, you know, relate, reestablish relationship, healthy relationship, healthy boundaries, all those things. And, and ideally, you know, retain a healthy marriage. So um, yes, talk. Yeah. So she'll often say, you know, well, I tell him all the time what I need and what I want and how to make me happy. And he just doesn't want to do it. You know, no matter how much I tell him, he still won't take the garbage out, you know, and people get really angry about that. The problem is men have different brains than we do. Their brains are wired differently and they hear what we're saying differently than the way we think we're saying it. So let's say, okay, let's just pick something. Let's say your big issue is, you know, I'm working, I'm raising the kids, I'm doing the cooking. The one job he has is to take the trash out every Sunday night, but I always have to remind him. Here's how you can change that in one simple conversation. The next time he takes the trash out and he comes in, just go give him a big hug and whisper in his ear, in his ear you're my hero. Mm. I am so thrilled you took the garbage out. And do you want to know why? Because when you take the garbage out, it just makes me feel like a queen. I don't have to touch that stinky, gross, disgusting garbage that makes me feel so icky. So thanks for being my hero. And by the way, I noticed you helped little Johnny with his math homework last night. I don't think I've ever been more proud when I was watching you, how, how much you cared for him and how patient you were with him. And then the other day when you were helping my mother out, you know, you are just one of the greatest guys on the planet. I don't think I tell you how often, or I don't tell you often enough how much I admire you and how much I love you. Mm. Yeah. you He's going to remember to take the trash out as opposed to, I can't believe you still didn't take the trash out. Now I have to spend another week with this. You know, that doesn't work. If it worked, it would have worked seven years ago. Positive coaching, right? That is key. It's finding the, I would say, you know, finding the one thing out of a hundred they're doing right, right? The one thing and focusing on that and then just expanding on it. What we I'm sure you're familiar with Harville Hendricks and his work. And, and Oprah actually calls him the marriage whisperer. And Harville actually makes his couples take, take a vow, uh, a vow to, because he believes that all criticism, there's no such thing as constructive criticism. He says all criticism is a form of violence. Mm. So if you wow. really, yeah. So if you really want to get along with your partner, you have to stop criticizing them. You have to find five positive things every day to say to them so that they're actually listening to you. So when you do need to drop in what your unmet desire is, they're actually listening to you because you're not shaming and blaming. You're not screaming, yelling, bitching, moaning, complaining. Because as you already know, that doesn't work. I mean, that's just like one of the things... You know, that, that was just such a revelation to me. I had no idea because I grew up in a home where my mother was always screaming and yelling at my father. I didn't know any better. I thought the louder you talk, the be better chance you had of success. And, and you know, one thing that I, um, I hear from couples and, and in relationships is like, if everything's good, why do we need to work on something? Or why would I need to go? I'm actually one of the speakers at Christina Wise's marriage and money retreat, right? Because money is a big issue in marriages. And 
And so I'm one of the speakers and I'm excited. I was excited. I said, my fiance to come with me and really enjoy it. He's like, you know, everything's fine. You know, we have a good relationship with the finances and stuff. Well, I'm like, even the best athletes need, you know, have coaches, even the best right. athletes have coaches. There's always, you know, one thing we want to make sure that we just have this openness and that we clear out cobwebs and, and, um, and unturn and be able to really um, have the voice to speak about what is great and keep focusing on what's great, but also have the voice and courage to speak about what's uncomfortable, what's not, what's not okay, so that we can continue to have this most amazing, wonderful relationship. Well, one of the things that I require people to think about doing is wearing rose-colored glasses. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a study done. Vie en rose in French, yeah. la vie en rose. Yeah, at the University of Buffalo, uh, there was a psychologist who did a study on couples who consciously choose to wear rose-colored glasses. And what she discovered, not surprisingly, is that they have longer, happier, more satisfying marriages. And the reason for that is because they're always looking for what's right instead of looking for what's wrong. Because what happens is, you know, when you're looking for what's wrong, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're looking for trouble, you're going to find trouble. But if your goal was every day, what are five good things my partner just did today or recently that I could acknowledge him or her for, it's going to shift everything. And then when something comes up, you know, you don't have to yell at them about it. You can just share from a really heart-centered, vulnerable place. Like, for instance, let's say you're out at a par party with your fiancé. And, you know, everybody's excited and talking and, and suddenly he starts, he says something that hurts you, you know? So you're not going to like confront him right there in front of everybody. But the next morning you might say to him, you know, honey, I know how much you love me. And I know that you would never, ever deliberately hurt my feelings. But last night when we were with Sue and Jim and you mentioned X, Y, and Z, I really felt disrespected and dishonored and and I'm hoping that would never happen again. Now, could he hear that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. To, you stupid idiot. I can't believe you said blah, blah, blah. That's just going to get you both off and running. He's going to be defensive because I'm sure he didn't wake up that morning thinking, wow, I wonder what I could do today to piss Anna off. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's using the word, speaking the same language when you're communicating, right? It's like, how do we approach an issue that makes us uncomfortable? And having that language to be able to do it in a very safe, nurturing way that is leading you up to success. And, and the fastest way to get into that conversation is you just say, you know, um, you know, is now a good time to talk to me for 10 minutes? I have a problem that I really need your help with. Mm. And if, if he says, no, now's not a good time, okay, well, just let me know. It's not that big a deal. Just let me know when there's 10 minutes, you know, and I have something I need your help with. And then you could say to him, you know, listen, I've been struggling with this, and I'm really scared to share this with you because you are the most important person in my world, but it's an issue for me, and I need you to help me figure it out. And then you could say anything after that, but now you're on the same team. You know, so it's just these little things like I didn't know this when I got married. I had no idea. And I was like a bull in a china shop. You know, I, I lived in this world. I was 44 years old. I ran a very successful business. It was always my way or the highway.
know, I had to learn how to be a great partner. So what Turn Your Mate Into Your Soulmate is really all about is the stuff that I learned from the world's top love experts that I personally road tested in my own relationship. So I know this stuff works. Well, explain what a soulmate is and, and what love is. Yeah, sure. So I believe a soulmate is first and foremost somebody that you feel physically and emotionally safe with, somebody that you can completely be yourself with, somebody with whom you share unconditional love, and when you look into their eyes, you have the experience of being home. So given that definition, everybody's got many soulmates. So it's not just your romantic lifelong partner, it's your kids, your siblings, your parents, your coworkers, your business partners, even your cats and dogs. And for anybody who's listening who's single, the fastest way to call in a romantic love relationship is by putting your attention and your gratitude on all the love you already have. Because when you're focused on all the love you already have, your heart becomes magnetic to even more love. And you magnetize that person in from right. a place of wholeness, not a place of need. Right. Now, the other thing about love, and, and I tell this to people who are like so anxious to manifest a soulmate, it's like, listen, manifesting the soulmates the easy part right learning to live with them is a little bit more work but what you need to know is that love is not just a feeling because there are going to be days when you don't like your soulmate very much you may not feel any love for them but why do you stay because you're an emotionally mature adult that understands that love is a choice yes a decision love is a behavior so just like your child might do something really horrific that you can't stand and you have to discipline them and you don't feel the love in that moment, you've made a decision, a choice, and you're having a loving behavior to set them straight so they don't kill themselves. So, you know, the, the path to love requires that you grow up, you know, that you love yourself, that you respect yourself, that you love your partner, that you love your friends, and that you learn how to be responsible for your own happiness. So is it some work? Yes, it is. But that's why we're here in these human bodies. We're here to have these real-life experiences and to grow and change and transform. And when you get to do it with a soulmate, when you get to do it with a lifelong partner, everything's just so much more fun because your good days will outnumber your bad days. And the research has already proven it's something called the marriage effect. I don't know if you've heard of it. But in the marriage effect, people in happy marriages heal faster, stay healthier, live longer, have more fun. And you only get the marriage effect if you're married. So if you're shacking up with somebody for 10 years, you don't get the benefits. And the reason you don't get the benefits of the marriage effect are, is that our number one need as human beings is safety. And in our brains, if we aren't legally married to somebody, there's a part of us that's always insecure that they could leave at any time. So if you want the marriage effect, if, you, if you're really committed to a healthy lifestyle, you know, you're eating your green stuff and you're watching what you eat, you're exercising, doing yoga, meditating, chanting, but your love relationships are toxic, that's probably going to do more harm than eating french fries every day. Mm. 
No, you're so, so right. And I would say, you know, it's important to recognize that, like you said, you know, love is a conscientious choice and a discipline and a practice, right? Because when we are stressed and burned out, we don't feel that our oxytocin levels are low, cortisol levels are high. And we don't have that feeling, whether it's love for our work, love for a partner, love for uh, you know, an activity we love to do, all of that diminishes. So we have a frontal cortex. We are evolved enough to have a frontal cortex to make choices every day. Say, so this is my committed relationship and I want to work towards this commitment. And, you know, as a team, what do we do to go together? And what do I do? Number one, to come from a place of being nourished, centered, grounded, um, you know, at peace, right? I always tell women, you have to put your oxygen mask on first. So that we have some balance and a really good stable now, uh, to take that time. One of the things I, I tell women all the time is to become pleasure pigs. So that the number one item on your daily to-do list is to give yourself some pleasure for the day and rebuild your oxytocin levels. So this could be, you know, getting a massage, manicure, pedicure, getting your hair done, getting a foot rub. Um, it's not the stuff you do every day already. Like if you're going to yoga class every day, this isn't, this isn't an add-on for pleasure. Even going shopping, you don't have to buy anything, but touching and feeling and seeing things rebuilds oxytocin. Petting your cat or your dog. Um, sometimes if I only have three minutes, I'll go uh, and I'll listen to Andrea Bocelli sing the prayer for three minutes, and that will fill me up. But consciously choosing pleasure every day, whether it's three minutes or 30 minutes, rebuilds oxytocin, which gives you the um, resilience to deal with the stresses in your life. Mm, so true. And I think too, um, you know, I must say sunsets, chasing sunsets is being able to experience the beauty of nature. And then often I call a friend who makes me laugh or my brother who will make me laugh on, you know, ridiculously, usually at my expense, however, but it's a good laugh. <laughs> or just going to YouTube and find funny cat videos, whatever it is for you, but, but write it down. Like this is something I must do today. How can I have some pleasure today? Now, the one thing I want to say that my book won't help anybody with, because I just really want to put this out there, if you're in a relationship with really bad behavior, abuse, or addiction, don't buy my book. Take the money. Go find a professional therapist or a counselor, okay? Just have, putting on rose-colored glasses when you're living with an addict is a mistake, okay? So for the few of you out there that that's your issue, Please get professional help. The rest of you, if you're just like annoyed, pissed off, disappointed, frustrated, like this isn't what I signed up for, I promise you there's stuff and turn your mate into your soulmate that can turn it all around. Oh, yeah. And on that note, too, I mean, relationships with codependency, relationships, like you said, with abuse or addicts and group groups are so important. Cohesive groups, group counseling, group coaching, because you're not alone and you think you are alone. So definitely that is a priority. And so let's talk about a secret pain about marriage. What is it that's a secret pain? Well, I think we actually talked about it. It was the fact that people don't really understand that it's normal to have disagreements, mm. you know, that, it, that every relationship comes with these built-in things. Harville Hendricks says that, that in our brain, we have a built-in mate selector that we're gonna pick the person who at first seems like our dream come true, but then at some point is gonna devolve into our worst nightmare. And he says the purpose of this is to kick up 
all our childhood wounds so that we can be healed. Because one of the hallmarks of a great soulmate relationship is the type of healing that comes. Sometimes it's painful along the way, but the healing that you get when you're with somebody who is as devoted to you as you are to them, who really has your back, who is your safe place to land. So if you're with somebody and there was a time when you believed they were your soulmate and now you're not so sure, there is a way to reignite those feelings. And one of the most fun ways to do it is to uh, engage in an activity that you perceive as life-threatening. So this would be something like skydiving or bungee jumping or roller coaster or zip line or scary movie. Because when you have that shared fear and adrenaline rush, it hits the same part of the brain that has the um, dopamine in it that had you first fall in love. So it's a very bonding experience to think that you could possibly die, but you're sharing it with somebody else. Which is that novelty seeking, you know, if you yes. have never gone kayaking yes. in the ocean together, go kayaking or supping because there's that danger component, but yet there's that thrill and novelty component. So that's excellent. So therapeutic too. Yes. And always to continue to invest. I want to talk about for women, you know, for coming from a divorced relationship, right? And learning to trust again in a, a new relationship. What advice do you uh, circle around there? Yeah, I would say, you know, take baby steps. You know, don't rush from one relationship to another. There, even if you were the one who wanted the divorce, there's still the grieving process of letting go of a dream. And the other thing to understand is just because you're getting divorced doesn't mean they weren't your soulmate, okay? Even some soulmate relationships come with an expiration date. Maybe it was your destiny to have children with this person or there was some past life karmic thing that you needed to heal with them and that's been done and it's over, it's complete. And then as you go on to a new relationship, have a lot of clarity about what's really important to you. What are the heart traits and qualities you most need in your next partnership? You know, it's not your mother's list of who your husband should be or your wife should be. It's really like, where do I need to be taken care of? And what can I contribute to somebody else's life? And what does our life together look like? What is our shared vision for the future? Because if you're a gregarious, outgoing person and you really love to travel, you want to be sure you don't end up with an agoraphobic, right? Or if you're 37 and your clock is ticking and you really want to have kids, you want to make sure this other person wants to be a parent as quickly as you do. So, so often people think, well, I'll, I'll deal with that later. Or I'll fix that later. And in today's world of online dating, you don't have to wait. You can be crystal clear and upfront on your profile. Hey, I'm 37. You know, I'm a lot of fun. I'm interesting, I have a great life, I'm a happy person, and I'm ready to be a mother. I want my own children. So if that's not on your agenda, swipe left or whatever, you know, just be fun and lighthearted about it, not like, you know, dead serious. Oh, I can't hear you. Thank you. It's so, it's so true too. I mean, just being very clear for what fits into your life, what fits into your lifestyle, the family arrangement, the, you know, community involvement that you want. Again, using our frontal cortex, right? Thinking right. logically, because we have the physical, the emotional, but yet there's the rational. 
Right, right, yeah. And um, the other thing I would say is make sure you spend a whole year getting to know somebody before you make a gigantic commitment because everybody's on their good behavior the first six months, you know, but it's important that you meet their friends, you meet their family, that you understand what their issues were in a past relationship and how they healed them. Or are you going to become the scapegoat for the inner work they haven't done? You know, so it's really, you know, it's a, a curiosity phase, you know, and, and they're going to come with baggage, just like you're showing up with baggage. And, and can you understand that nobody's perfect, you're not perfect, I'm not perfect, but that there's joy and playfulness in coming to appreciate our quirky stuff and our imperfections, both yours and mine. Right. And the, the team component relationally, not from one down or one up, right? right? That we're able to be relational and especially during times of stress and especially when there are children involved. And let's speak about that relationships with kids from each marriage. Well, you know, that's, that's something that you want, you want to figure out in the dating phase, because if you have diametrically opposed parenting stuff, it's just going to be a beehive for, for trouble. And maybe what you want to do is, you know, if you really love this person and you really see yourself having a life with them, well, maybe you live down the street from each other and you keep two separate households until the kids are grown up. I mean, we have those kind of options these days. But I can't tell you how many couples I come across where the problem is, you know, I can't stand the way he indulges his son or his daughter or we're being taken advantage of by the kids, you know. I mean, these are things that, that you really have to figure out ahead of time. Right, and you can have different skills, but agree to work on them together. I mean, right. you have a, a shared vision, you know, okay, well, if all your kids and my kids are, are all going to live together, then we need to have the ground rules set before move-in date. Yeah. You know, this is not a learn-on-the-fly thing. Not at all. So that, that, that has to up your communication skills, because life is hectic and busy enough just having to work and keep a house together but you had you know four kids from four other people and you know different personality types and it's it's not easy mm, yeah and the other thing is is you know are you going to make your relationship a priority and what does that look like you know do you know going in like every thursday night is date night and every sunday afternoon the kids are going to grandma's and that you actually have time to reconnect you know for sex and intimacy and long walks on the beach. Yeah. And, and talking about that too, especially in relationships and in marriages and in the menopause, when there's physical changes that can contribute to feeling separate, to feeling apart, I want our, our listeners to know too how important that is to address those hormonal conditions too, you know, vaginal dryness, vulvar irritation, all those erectile dysfunction happening at the same time and that creates a distance that doesn't have to be there and you know i talk about vaginal hormones and vulvar um, creams and all these different things you know and so you and you have to do it with lightheartedness you know it's like when i met my husband it was such an intense experience that he i had my first hot flash at the age of 43 first hot flash three weeks after we met and I knew it was because it was just all the stress of him coming into my life. So I went into severe perimenopause at the same time I was trying to adjust to 
oh my God, I really did manifest my soulmate and I had to keep my business going and he was moving in and I knew better than to get married instantly, but we were already together and I was having all this painful intercourse and oh, what is this? Because I didn't, you know, this was 20 years ago. Wow. I didn't know about painful intercourse till it started happening to me, you know, and then it was like, oh God. And then he was like feeling bad because he thought he was hurting me, which he was, but it was, you know, so... The sooner you can have those conversations and just like if you're having hot flashes, see if you can laugh about it and say, oh, my God, I'm having a power surge. Yeah. Light up the house. What, you know, how can I take this energy and use it for good? Let me bless you with, you know, find ways to talk about it openly so you're not feeling shame or embarrassment over it, you know. And, you know, we'd have to look to you for conversations about erectile dysfunction because, I don't know that conversation, but the truth is there's plenty of help out there. You just can't let it sit around and, you know, ignore it and sweep it under the rug. Right. And and so true. So I tell women all the time, if you were, you know, if, if someone's going up to play baseball and they get hit by the ball every time they go up to bat, you're not going to want to play. If you're having discomfort with sex or discharge or whatever afterwards, urinary issues, et cetera, you, you know, that's just going to be a, nat a natural, like, distancing from that intimate relationship and it's so important it's so healing and there's other things we can do too orgasmic meditation and just let our listeners know too that my vulvar cream is coming out my rejuvenating vulvar cream that has a little bit of um you know it has a tremendous amount of beneficial hormone in it that can really make a difference in reviving that and healing that vaginal dryness so be sure you're on our mailing list for that great well the um the other thing i wanted to say about um, rebuilding oxytocin is the fastest cheapest way to do it is to get your partner to give you a 20 second hug at least once a day so good yes okay. I love that and look in their eyes you know just to have that moment yeah Ariel, it's so beautiful to talk with you and I really honor this time with you so let's talk about where everyone can get your book sure so the books uh, as of December 29th will be in bookstores across the country. It's online at all the usual places. And if you go to mate2soulmate.com, mate2soulmate.com, and you just type in your receipt number, whether you bought it online or bought it at the bookstore, I have all these incredible bonuses, including a five-part video series, a free ebook, a bunch of audios, really good juicy stuff that doesn't actually get covered in the book. Like, I have a conversation with Dr. Pepper Schwartz on how sex can save your life. I talked with John Gray on how to get your desires met. And there's an interview with Iyama Van Zant on how to make a proper apology. So really good juicy stuff, and it's at matetosoulmate.com. That's excellent. Thank you so much, Ariel. And thank you to all our listeners for being with us today on Couch Talk. This has been a beautiful intimate intimate conversation remember we want to share in our relationships shamelessly guiltlessly and with pure genuine love and affection so i thank all our listeners thank you ariel yeah thank you so much welcome and uh, for our listeners again to go to get mate to soulmate and go to mate to soulmate.com for some extra special bonuses thank you everyone